Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, I have a very special guest. It's the one and only Hannah Brown, although there is another Hannah Brown. You're not the Bachelor Nation's Hannah Brown. You're a different Hannah Brown. Yes, I am the best Hannah Brown you've never heard of, and I don't have an accent, so like, like really, I'm not her. So don't be DMing Danny about having me on, because I'm not that one. Because last time we had a big debacle with it. <laughs> And that was surprising to me because you've been on Everything Iconic more than any other person in history. I think you're the only one who's been on so many times. I'm honored. I'm truly honored. Thank you. And yeah, and also I don't have an accent. Right. Well, you have a little bit of a Midwest accent. Oh, yeah. But like we both have that accent. So to like us, I don't have an accent. Anyone who listens to us just hears those hard A's. (laughs) <laughs> I was watching um, Windy City Rehab last night and uh, Allison Victoria, the host, who apparently like did something shady with money. I'm still unclear, but people DM'd me about it. Anyway, the whole series is just her being like, oh, my God, like we only have a week to get this done and I don't have a railing for these stairs. Like hearing her <laughs> complain with her accent's great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Hannah, we're going to be breaking down this week's Real Houses of Atlanta. And we have lots to get to, though, because I want to go over some other hot topics, if you will. Yeah. Uh, first. First on that hot topics list is uh, the Wendy Williams event last night on Lifetime. Did you catch any of it? I watched the first hour of the movie and then I recorded the rest. So I still need to watch the rest and the documentary. I thought it was excellent. Now, I sort of went into this thinking it was going to be really shitty. And I thought the movie was like great for a Lifetime celebrity biopic mm-hmm. and what's her name sierra payton actually like at the beginning of it i was like oh this is gonna be rough and then by the end of it i was like this woman deserves an emmy an oscar a tony like what I mean, else the, can we get the her? vocal work was really impressive like she really had like wendy's voice down yeah like it was good i i yeah. was surprised and did the movie run at an inexplicably fast pace sure yeah i mean there weren't <laughs> I was texting with Ira about it and he was saying there weren't scenes. They were just vignettes. Like it was just moving so quickly. It was like, she's got a Coke problem. Then she loses a baby. And then it was like, it was like all moving really fast, but I don't know. I sort of liked that about it. And then uh, the documentary afterwards was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. She of course has been so involved with this whole thing, but she really opened up in a way that was so Wendy. I mean, in the documentary, she's eating hot Doritos with caviar the whole time. I love her for that. And she's connected to like, she's she has the, um, uh, I think it's lymphedema is, is what it's called. And she was hooked up to the machine while she was being interviewed in some of the clips. And, and she's crying. And it all, se- her whole life 
particularly the relationship with her now ex-husband, Kevin, still seems so raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I don't know. I, I also think they filmed a lot of the documentary before COVID. I was trying to figure out the logistics of it, but it seems so raw of her right now. And I hope she's on the other side of that. But uh, the documentary, the movie, if you haven't seen it, check it out because it's fantastic, I thought. Oh my gosh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it because I think like Wendy Williams is such an iconic personality. So to know that there's that just a very vulnerable, like raw side of her and that she's been through so much to get to where she is. I mean, it's really moving and inspiring. Yeah. And I, she can be very divisive on her show. I like her, yeah. her show. And of course, she doesn't always say the, she's definitely said some things where I'm like, ugh, Wendy, yeah. but. For the most part, it's so impressive to me that she does that show and she does like 20 minutes off the top every day of just herself in a big fucking chair. And that's so hard to do. And it's so oh impressive. Uh, it's my nightmare, honestly. Yeah. Well, I she's she's good at it. So I, I just want to encourage everyone to check it out. It was great. And, you know, I these movies on Lifetime, we were texting about it. You were saying like, what? <sighs> you were watching one? Or- I, I, uh, I just... Literally yesterday, bought on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine the Britney Spears Lifetime biopic, and then also I was like the Britney Murphy one, and I sent you a picture <laughs> from that, and I was like Britney to who? Like no no shade to the the actor who played Britney Murphy, but I just didn't really understand the choice. Like they didn't even try to get someone like Britney Murphy. Right. Some of those I remember there was like a Saved by the Bell unauthorized movie, and it was like no one looked like Mark Paul Gosler in it. Like no, not even not close. even a little. Yeah, it's like they were like ah eh, good enough right lisa turtle was just played by a white woman it was like we don't care they they just were just giving up um but the wendy one was interesting because i think she was so involved in it a they put probably a little more money than they would have she was more involved so Mm -hmm. she was probably more particular about things Mm -hmm. uh so you know some of those are shitty but it was good and uh I, i learned a lot about her life too yeah, the Brittany Murphy one's a fucking mess. And, you know, God rest her soul. Her parents were very upset. Like, apparently her family was like, how dare you? Lifetime. And Lifetime was like, what? <laughs> Lifetime doesn't give a shit. <laughs> they really don't. Also, I was as I was watching that movie, I was like, Lifetime is doing like a lot of Whitney Houston work. Like, there's another yes. documentary coming next week. And I feel like they've already done a couple of them on Lifetime. Or maybe I'm thinking of other ones, but... Oh my gosh. But I mean, can you really ever get enough Whitney Houston content? Like, I don't think so. But don't you feel like sometimes when they don't, with the musicians, when they don't have the music licensed, it like doesn't, it's not the same. Cheapens the experience. I would agree. Yeah. Matt and I watched the Salt and Pepper one and that one just was not, I think that one was authorized by everyone except for Spinderella, I think was not Mm -hmm. into it, but it was not great. What would you, what if Lifetime was like, hey, Danny Pellegrino, we want to make a Lifetime movie of your life. Would you authorize it? Would you be heavily involved uh, like Wendy? Um, it depends on how much paycheck I needed. Uh, at at this point in my life, yeah, of course. I, I need the paycheck, <laughs> of course. I would say, yes, where do I sign up? Mm-hmm. Put me in, coach. Yeah. Um, let's make a big gay Lifetime movie. Um, would you? Mm. I I would I would pull a Wendy Williams and I would want to be very hands on. I would be like, who's playing me? I need to approve. You right. know, I'd want to have some creative control. But yeah, I would probably do it. Yeah, I was sort of disappointed they didn't use Whit- or, um, Wendy's narration, like the actress who was playing her, who was really good and got the voice down. 
Mm-hmm. Since Wendy was so involved, I was like, they should have just had her do the narration that was happening throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what else? Yeah. The other movie I watched this weekend was Palmer. And you know, I don't really love Dustin Timberwolf. I mean, mm-hmm. fans <laughs> of the show know that I'm just no Dustin Timberwolf fan. But I did end yeah. up liking this movie. I didn't even know about this movie until like literally this morning. I saw a trailer where he was like, this is the one thing I've never messed up. Or like it would, oh it was God. like him with that like kid. I mean, he was fine. I didn't think he was like revolutionary in the role, but yeah. um, the movie itself was okay. I yeah. saw on Twitter, some news outlet was like gay icon, Justin Timberlake. And I was like, a what now? Like what, we're Excuse me? throwing those terms around very loosely. You now. you can't fling those terms around. <laughs> I um speaking of gay issues too, we're gonna be all over the place this episode because this we always are. That's what we do. <laughs> um on SNL, John Krasinski was hosting last night. And did you see any of the clips of like the cold open when he kissed Pete Davidson? No. It gave it gave me like PTSD of being in groundlings and being asked to like end a scene by kissing another straight guy as like the laugh. Like that was like No one knew how to end the scene. And so they were like, okay, then his character just kisses you. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, then the joke is just that two men are kissing. And it's like, yeah. And why is that a joke? It's not. It's not a joke. And then everyone just laughs at it. And it's just so humiliating, I think, as a gay person to be just on on the acting side of it, but also just watching SNL last night. And it's like, everyone sees those two kiss and like, ah, what what year is it? I know. That's wild. I knew nothing about that, but that's that's disappointing. Uh, I know. I know. Hannah, do you have anything you watched this weekend? Um, I watched Restored with the Fords. Um, and yeah. you're on a big makeover show. I'm I found out within the last couple of weeks that I love home renovation shows. They're the only thing that actually offers me like comfort and escape at this point in this quarantine. And, um, but every time I Instagram that I'm watching one, someone DMs me and they're like, Oh, they're terrible people. Like you should know that. And I'm like, my God, like everyone is terrible. I I haven't gotten any shit about the Fords, Leanne and whatever her brother's not yet. Not yet. I mean, stay tuned. But all she does is paint perfectly good brick white. And I had had enough. <laughs> you posted that Chip and Joanna, everyone. I, I went through the same life cycle as you. When I I had a weekend where I was like obsessed with Chip and Joanna games. Yeah. Like, we were going, buying all the Magnolia stuff. And we were, yes. I mean, I couldn't have been more obsessed with Chip and Joanna. And then people were, were messaging me all of these things about them. Um, and then I was, I turned on them. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not watching this. And then I've since come back around and I said, you know what? I, I, you know, we have to draw lines. And yeah. I don't know that I'm drawing the line at that show. Um, Here's the thing. There's so little content at this point in this pandemic that makes me feel good. And I am all about being a conscious consumer. I understand sometimes you can't separate the artist from the art. But I just need to watch home renovation shows and I'm like, I'm still right. gonna watch it. And like right. I, I'm not proud, I but I am. We're all hanging on by a thread. And during my chip and Joanna, when I came back around on them, it was like a really dark weekend and there was like episodes on HGTV. I was like, I just have to watch these. Like I know they're I know they're made 
maybe a little troublesome. I'm not uh, proud. To say the least. But you know yeah. what? That's how we're getting through this this world. Did you see that dream makeover show on Netflix? Have you watched that one? Okay. So I started it one night, either right before bed or when I woke up from a nightmare at 3 a.m. I think I just turned it on and then I fell back asleep. So not really. Okay. So we watched just a couple of them. So forgive listeners who've watched the whole thing, but we just watched the first two or three or something. And I hate the husband so much. Like he doesn't do anything. At least in these first two episodes. Classic. I know. I'm like, what am I watching according to Jim? Like, what's going on? (laughs) What's happening here? Yeah, he just sort of is sitting around and he somehow like, I think Netflix is trying to make them a Chip and Joanna, but like at least Chip would throw up some shiplap or some shit like that. This Mm -hmm. man just sitting on the couch next to her being lazy as fuck. The one episode she is like staging the house to get ready to show what they just did. Like this woman did all the work plus the construction people did all the work. Yeah. And there's like snacks and pastries out that are supposed to be for the staging. And this husband is just like fucking eating the snacks before they even show (sighs) the house. And he's like making a big joke of it. Ha ha ha. Like I'm eating the snacks that you use for the staging. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get your fucking sticky fingers and your crumbs out of my perfectly staged, recently renovated house. Honestly, the audacity of this, the, the audacity aud- of this man. Audacity. I am so disgusted by him. And I don't know if he continues on to be this way, but I don't even know why he's on the show. He's not doing anything. Get him out of there. Oh, And then I got so mad at this guy, I decided to go online and I ended up in like a message board and every single comment in the message board was like, he's gay. (laughs) Every single one? Every, like literally like hundreds of things. Like, I think that man is gay. It was, it was a lot. But uh, Hannah, should we talk about, um, should we talk about the Real Houses of Atlanta? I think we should because I'm, I'm very excited for this trip and I liked the episode. Let's get into it. Are you liking this season? I am. I feel like it was a little bit of a slow start, but I feel like now that we're like on a vacation and there's definitely like tension arising between multiple women, I feel like it's it's moving along a little more. And we got some funny moments in this episode. I particularly really enjoyed when Portia and Drew saw a shark and it scared the shit out of them because I was like relatable. I do like that we threw everyone in a house. Like they got, there's more than just cast members there at this point. They just Mm -hmm. threw a mic on everyone and we're like, get in this fucking house. Because uh, we need some content, so they're in Charleston, and um, I'm they when they set up the murder mystery thing, I yeah. was pretty exhausted. I was very unclear on this, and I really don't like an activity on a vacation. I don't like a forced activity, and I don't really like a murder mystery party, except for my one friend Shana had one once, and it was really fun. So that party aside, but if I'm on vacation, I've been on a fucking bus for eight hours while Kenya flew in a private jet. The last thing I want to do is like play along with a murder mystery game. Right. Like I at least need a couple days to just unwind and relax before I'm jumping into a murder mystery thing. The only time I ever did it was my friend Tyler tried to set one up and uh, Greggy Bennett was also there and um, we were just cracking up the whole time because it's hard to get those going like you can't just (laughs) (laughs) everyone was supposed to like play a part like you got a script yes and unless you have a group of like Tisch theater students or something like it's not going to work out that's why my friend Shana's birthday party was fun because we were all like theater kids so we got like really into character I feel like Greggy Bennett would be terrific at a murder mystery party I feel like it must have been a nightmare to just have all those theater kids together I mean it's yes 
<laughs> yes, but like not for me. Like I had a great time. Jake, um, my boyfriend hates murder mystery parties because he really doesn't like reading in front of groups of people. Like it makes him really anxious. And so like he, the last one he went to, he got like the biggest paragraph and he was like, I fucking hate this. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, the the one I went to, we were all assigned like celebrities. So it was, it had this celebrity element. So I think I got like Caitlyn Jenner and I was supposed to, I had like this whole bio of Caitlyn and I was like, I don't understand what we're doing here. Like it just didn't, it ended up falling flat and yeah. it's, it's a lot. It happens. And I, I would argue that this murder mystery party also <laughs> fell flat. <laughs> Wait, I'm laughing. Cause I wrote something in my notes that I needed to bring up and this is not related to the episode, but did you see candy uh, Burris posted online, like a picture of um, her in one of those, what do they call it? Where her like legs were spread and she, a harness. Oh my gosh, no, but now post, I'm looking. Yeah, looking at and all the comments. She posted it on like the <laughs> I'm not laughing at this, but I'm laughing at the insanity that she posted on the day Cicely Tyson passed. And so every comment is like candy. Cicely just died. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Again, rest in peace, uh rest in peace, Cicely Tyson, a queen icon and legend. But it was just funny to me that like all the comments. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I can't even see the comments on that post. I think she hid them. <laughs> she turned them off because everyone was like, candy. Can you read the room? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Portia had revealed that it took him an eight hour drive to get to this trip too. So we're starting that murder mystery thing after eight hours and a fucking bus. Oh my gosh. You know, I was just talking to Monty about this. Their glam held up so beautifully. Like I would not look that stunning if I were sweating my ass off on a bus for eight fucking hours. I'm not interested in any sort of eight hour road trip. I hate driving. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. do it. I would have been like Kenya on the jet. I would have either had to get on Kenya's jet somehow, or I would have been like, look, guys, I'm not coming to this because eight hours is too, I wouldn't even do the four hours. I don't like a car trip at all. I get sick. I like a four hour to five hour car trip, but beyond that, I start getting a little surly. Would you have like hid in like some luggage and made Kenya think that you were her luggage, but then she would have rolled you onto the ride? That's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> I think of like a goofy movie when Goofy like hides in like the instrument like case at the Powerline concert. I would have like convinced Latoya to let me like for her to be on my shoulders and like she would have had a big overcoat on. And so you wouldn't have seen me. We would have just been like really tall, like the Muppet man. <laughs> yes. Or like the scene in little rascals when they go to the bank. <laughs> just done the yeah, Muppet man. Um, so when they do this, uh, when they do this murder mystery thing, everyone got a nickname. Porsche's was peach juice. That really made me laugh. She was just peach juice. Why not? And Cynthia's didn't make me laugh. She was just 50 cent. And I'm tired of that. (laughs) (laughs) Had enough of that, Hannah. Enough. Enough. Enough of that fucking joke. Like uh, 50. I don't even think it's a joke at this point. I've just turned so much on Cynthia. Yeah. There's been definitely a turning on Cynthia this season. For me, it's really tied to her super spreader wedding, but that's neither here nor there. What did you think of uh, the actors at this event? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I want to know what theater school they went to because I thought they did a great job. No, I was very um, unsettled by the cops with their fake gun work. I thought that was really uncomfortable. Um, when the woman came in with her bloody side and fell on the ground, that was that startled me. So I would say her acting work was great. Wow. That's better than I would rate it because <laughs> I did not think it was great. <laughs> 
Also, there was that strange man there named Peter who was apparently Latoya's blog photographer. And they didn't know one thought, everyone thought that that was like an actor. And he was like, no, I'm a blog photographer. I was like, what the fuck's a blog photographer? Yeah. And then he ended up being the murderer, right? Oh, did he? I zoned I out. So. See, I got bored. Did, did, were you um, like present when one of the like fake cops was like, um, I have an announcement. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. <laughs> was that Tanya? I think Tanya was singing. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of the women were like very tickled by this moment. I think Did Portia you- was like, he has an announcement. And then he just started singing WAP. Yeah. Tanya was singing along though. And I feel like Tanya has really upped her energy this season. I feel like we're dealing with sort of a different Tanya. Than she's I'm fun. To. Yeah. She's fun. She's fun. Um, so, oh, Fallon arrives and Fallon brought her husband, which is a rookie mistake in Housewives. If I've learned anything from season one of Roni, when Alex McCord brought Simon Van Kempen to uh, the dinner party at Jill's house, mm-hmm. you don't bring the husband. Oh, my God. And Ramona was like, I thought this was a girl's night. And then you bring Simon and you blow the equation. She was so pissed. And when Aviva brought Reed to wherever the fuck they were. That island. Or, yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. Ah, those were some good years, weren't they? I know. Don't you just want to go back and watch those episodes right now? I always do. The Roni ones, nothing hits like an early Roni episode to me. True. Love it. Love it. Um, oh, so then uh, there is this little fight between Latoya and Drew. Latoya said something about Drew's husband. There was a lot yes. happening there in that room, like where Latoya was like, oh, your husband's this. And then there was a kerfuffle, if you will. Yes. Yes. Because Latoya. I think gave Fallon shit for bringing her husband. And then Drew's like, well, you know, she doesn't care about husbands to Latoya. And then Latoya grabbed Drew's arm and was like, what about your struggling husband? And then Drew's like, don't fucking touch me. And it was a lot. You know, something just didn't connect with me with this fight. Like normally I love a fight on housewives, but something about this, I don't know if it's that I don't know them well enough Mm. or it was just too much chaos with so many people or it maybe it was the fact that it felt so anticlimactic because it just sort of it dissipated like fizzled out yeah i see what you're saying like something about it yeah i think you know i'm having a hard time really enjoying latoya on the show even though like i feel like she's doing a lot it feels very thirsty and the fact that she's like a youtuber like she's self-producing a lot to try and give us these moments and we can tell as an audience and so they're not as entertaining as the ones that we know are like completely grounded and organic totally and she's almost trying to be a version of kenya but she's kenya's already does that too she kenya self-produces kenya does too much Mm -hmm. and maybe we're just used to that or i'm used to that and i like it but with latoya it just feels a little too extra it's like I, I want to get to know her a little bit. And also we're not getting any layers from Latoya, at least Kenya. Like even from the beginning, I felt like we got layers to Kenya of who she was. And we learned about her situation with her mother. And and now we're dealing with the Mark stuff. And so we see vul- vulnerable sides of Kenya. Yeah. And I don't think we've gotten anything from Latoya that's like that yet. No, she kind of just feels like cartoony to me. Yeah. Do you hear when Drew was like, I'm from Chicago. And I was yeah. like, yeah. I, I know. I was like, Midwest is best. Game. Yes. Yeah. But it was sort of boring. I don't know. It led to nowhere. Everyone just sort of split off. Um, and, and I was expecting it to come back around and it sort of did later. Like there was that moment where, uh, cause Drew's so mad that Latoya had shaded the wig 
And so then later in the episode, when they sit down for dinner, Drew comes in and is like, oh, you're my biggest fan. So I got this, I autographed this picture for you. And all the girls Mm -hmm. were like, oh, that's hysterical. I don't know why I was just going to say all the girlies were like. (laughs) (laughs) All the girlies. (laughs) All the girlies loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Did you like that moment with the photo? I thought it was clever. It was fine. All of it seems fine to me. Like I'm not getting anything other than like fine. You know what was not fine to me was Drew's outfit. What was Drew's she, outfit? I don't know. It was I'm like a big like blue skirt and then I think like a t-shirt with this little like netted like it almost like crop top over it. Like it was it looked like a costume to me. And oh. Drew's so stunning, but I'm like please like hire a stylist like Did you know Drew's in Step Up? Yes, and I loved her in Step Up. Right. I know. I love that movie. I love that movie. It was the first movie I ever bought on iTunes. Wow. That's, yeah. that's iconic. D- Cause she sings that song. It's like, this is fun. fun, 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 fun. Do you remember that song when they're like at that dance club or something yeah. and she like gets up and starts singing? I love it. That was like peak of my love of Channing Tatum. Like I remember oh. seeing that and it was like around the same, that was before she's the man, I think. Right. I think it was after she's the man, but I think it was like right after she's the okay. Man. They were like all within the same little area. Yeah. And I remember just being like obsessed and I'm, and she's the man Channing Tatum's like has that gray jogger scene where he's got literally like no top. He's even... not wearing a blouse. You know, we're, <laughs> I'm, we're sweating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he has like a necklace on like a, like a leather cord necklace. And then his fucking gray joggers like pulled so low and you can just see the V like, right by his dick <laughs> and not only that you also get a flawless performance from one miss amanda Bynes. Uh, hi my name's sebastian <laughs> <laughs> i recently rewatched that and it is you have to suspend a lot of disbelief to like <laughs> go along with that movie because there's a lot of fucking crazy stuff going on yeah and amanda as much as i love her as a comedian she's not necessarily convincing as sebastian <laughs> like it's pretty clear from the get-go that this is just amanda Bynes. my favorite work she does in that entire movie and I feel like I've brought it up if not on this podcast then on another one is when her as Sebastian she gets to Illyria and she's walking down the hall and that song's like I've got to got to got to catch my breath and her face is like she's doing all this aggressive face work as she's responding to all these dudes in the dorms and it is the funniest shit ever y'all need to Uh, watch it I know that movie's a classic I love the scene where they're in the bar and like the ex the real Sebastian's girlfriend like comes in Mm -hmm. and is like oh Sebastian and sees Sebastian from literally five feet away (laughs) like sees Amanda Bynes as Sebastian five feet away and thinks it's her boyfriend And so Amanda Bynes as Sebastian's like running through. It's like Pratt Falls and there's pizza boxes that she's trying to hide from. That's how I'd get on Kenya's plane. I just like hold a bunch of pizza boxes in front of me and like (laughs) end up there. Um, But yeah. And the girlfriend's just like chasing her and everyone in the bar is just like, what's going on? Like what's happening? Yeah. And Amanda's like, get away from me, crazy. (laughs) God, I love that movie. Keep away from me. Her voice work is just wild. Yeah. I wish Amanda Bynes like had kept it together to give us some more performances because she's so good. And I hope she makes a comeback at some point Me too, um, because she was good. Although I was so jealous of her. I've talked about this on the show. I, when I was a kid, I was so jealous of her. Same. I remember reading in the Solon Times, my local newspaper, that she was going to be on all that as the youngest cast member. And we we're the same age. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I wanted that to be me. 
Yes. And then when she got the Amanda show, I was like, fuck, she's doing big things. Yeah. That girly was doing big things. (laughs) That girly. I tell you what. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Where are we at here? Um, So there was that dinner. Um, There's also some tension between Kenya and Marlo because Marlo is pissed about her room, which I think is justified. The blue room. I know. Mm -hmm. Although now they're saying they, Marlo's like, I think we need to fix this or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really want to fix it because I like this tension. Marlo and Kenya dynamic always makes me laugh and Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be uh, fixed, if you will. No, keep it broken. Yeah. Keep it tense. Do you feel like you need... uh, do you want Marlo to get in the mix more? I want Marlo in the mix more. Okay. So again, just talked about this with Mani. I love her as like a friend of, like, I don't think I like her as a friend of, because I think she does such a great job at just sort of like flitting in and out of these situations and like, you know, like putting her two cents in and sort of starting shit. Um, but on her own terms. And I like the idea of her, getting to be on this show on her own terms without the like extra pressure of holding a peach. Um, But that being said, I do think she's such a like dynamic personality and brings a lot to the table. So yeah, I mean like I want to see her in the mix always. Yeah. I mean, I love her so much and I I agree that I don't think she should have a peach just because I think this works better for her, for her. Um, What was that? Um, But I'm getting, I'm feeling like Marlo's getting a little lost or something's happening with it. Maybe it's because there's so many cast members in this Charleston mm-hmm. house. I'm feeling like people are just getting lost. Did you feel like, um, well, and yeah, I want to ask you too, what you thought about that whole like aunties versus nieces thing, which Portia specified was not an age thing. It was like a state of mind. Um, but do you think that Marlo's getting lost amongst all the nieces? Well, here's what I think does happen with the aunties is, and, and this happens on every show across this franchise. When people have been around for too long, they get a little complacent and a little mm-hmm. boring. And I don't think they work as hard at making good TV, understandably, because some of them have been doing this for 10 years or whatever. Yeah. And so I do think that they give off an auntie energy of like, we saw that scene with Cynthia and Kenya and Candy around the table. And it was just like, they're on camera and it, it just was snoozy. And I it was so snoozy. It was snoozy. And that happens on all of these shows. Like mm-hmm. 
you know, Roni, I think gets around it a little bit just because of the liquor intake. I, think. I was literally just going to say that, but even that gets snoozy in its own way because it's like how many episodes in a row can we see like Sonia, like shitting in a field and like Dorinda right. being sloppy. Like it gets boring after a while. Right. Right. I know we need layers. We need different levels. And remember when they had to demote Luann cause she was snoozy and then she mm-hmm. got demoted and she came in like guns blazing more. And then she looked alive on camera yeah. And Atlanta, I'm feeling like this cast has been around so long. Maybe that's a little bit of what I'm feeling is like a snooziness mm-hmm. with the girlies. Mm-hmm. Like they, with the girlies. I just need a little bit more energy on camera. And the younger people like Latoya, at least like when she's in front of that red light, she's giving me some energy. Um, she's trying. She's making an effort. Right. What was not snoozy to me, by the way, was that look of Candy's, though, where she was in that yellow top with her high pony. I thought she looked amazing. Oh, I, I love that. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. What did you think of the pig cooking? Chef Rodney. Oh, my God. Um, James Beard Award winner, Rodney Scott. Was he on Top Chef? I don't watch Top Chef. So okay, because I've only binged 11. I binged 11 seasons, but so there's a bunch I missed still because it's been on 100 fucking seasons. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> uh, I know a lot of times like the Top Chef people like appear in other stuff on Bravo. So I wondered. Mm, that wouldn't shock me. Um, I am going through a personal, uh, evolution with my pig intake where like, I don't know that I'm cutting pork out entirely, but I'm trying to be more careful about how often and when, um, because I think pigs are really cute. And so I didn't like seeing this. I didn't like it either. I don't it like really stress me wanna, out. Yeah. It stressed me out too. Yeah. And I, it yeah. made me sad. Um, I did, however, like speaking of food, the crab cake journey, um, when oh. Kenya ordered the crab cake. That was good. I would be so pissed. I'm sorry. I think Kenya's a shitty host. I think that like the fact that she doesn't have like if if the plan is to relax at the house, which is a great vacation plan, then meals are what breaks up the day. So they have to be planned. Well, look, here's the thing. I sort of sided with Kenya a little bit because there were so many people in this house and I did sort of understand like I think Kenya should have went up to everyone and been like, hey, I'm ordering food. Do you guys want anything? Yeah. But for the most part, it's like, there were so many people there and she wanted a fucking crab cake. I thought she should be allowed to have a crab cake. Mm. It sent candy over the edge. Candy's that was like the most alive I've seen candy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I honestly, I, I understood where candy was at. It sent me over the edge too, where I was like, I would be so mad if I was like midday drunk and starving and Kenya comes back with like fries and a crab cake and I don't get anything. And she's like, go make a sandwich like yourself. I know she said the refrigerator was loaded, but I was like, I want to see the inside of this refrigerator. Like, I, is it loaded? Yeah. Is it like an MTV Cribs refrigerator with like a million beverages and all the food? Or is it just like there's some, you know, deli meat and a loaf of bread and like some arbitrary mustard? Right. And you know, whenever it's a situation like that, it's not even the deli meat you want. Like there's no, there's no Genoa salami. It's just like a bunch of random, a random stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Like a slice of ham. Yeah. And then, you know, you're eating that ham. Um, when they served that ham at the end, I was like, oh, in that big foil tray. I know people okay. eat it like that, but it was just really not okay to me. I don't want to, like, when I do choose to eat pork, I don't want to dig it out of a carcass. Like, I really don't. I I, I know <laughs> I that, yeah, like... Yeah, I don't need to see a carcass. Yeah, I just don't need to, like, fish my dinner out of a carcass. That's just not my vibe. <laughs> you, know you know what's so weird about, like, Thanksgiving is, like, we just serve it on a carcass and then we play with the carcass afterwards when we're doing like wishing on the wishbone. Like we used to do that as a kid. Did you ever do that? I don't know if I did, but I'm, you know, I've heard of it. 
like my mom used to save the wishbone and then my we my brothers and I we would like fight over who got to like do the wishbone because you could only do two people. Yeah. And so my mom would literally put the bone on the sink. This is so gross. I'm grossing out people. I apologize, listeners. But we would have to wait for it to dry up. And it's like, that's fucked up. Like, no one needs to be playing with the dried yeah. bones. I mean, when I was little, like, I enjoyed stuffing the turkey. Like, I would ask my mom if I could help. And I'm like, that's kind of a weird thing for me to be, like, excited about as a kid. What else am I missing on here? Was there any other big um, stuff? I, they have that dinner then, and there there is that more more of that fight. We have that Latoya Drew moment. Yeah, well, yeah, we have Latoya telling Drew that she wants to get her a custom wig, and Drew's like, "Um, thanks, but no thanks. Like, not yeah. interested." See, that was too far to me with Latoya. It was like it it didn't even feel funny to me. It just felt like with okay. the wig, with the wig. Yeah, yeah, I thought it felt that mean. It, it was mean. It was very stressful. I was like, "What is going on?" And um. And then, yeah, let's see. Then Drew does the whole thing with the picture. Oh, Marlo said something to Kenya about the butt implants. And Kenya said, yes. no, she didn't have the butt implants. And I wonder what's the truth here. It seems like Marlo's pretty, uh, pretty clear about it. And no one, this is the thing, the smoking gun for me. It felt like no one was really defending Kenya about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting how like mere moments before this tense moment at dinner between Marlo and Kenya, um, Latoya had brought like had apologized to Drew about the wig, but then like was kind of shady in the apology and Portia like called it out and was like, don't be shady in your apology. And then Marlo is like, hey, I want to work things out. Like, I'm really hurt by the room stuff. And then Kenya's like, well, you hurt me with like all the things you've said and done. And then Marlo is like, well, you did get your butt done. And I was like, wait a minute, like talk about being shady in an apology. Like you want to work things out, but you're insulting her at the same time. See, that's the kind of relationship I love from those. We love two. to see it. Yeah. We love to see it. And I think they've made up in real life or I I think at some point they do make up and I'm a little worried about that. I know. I know. It's, you know, when you see people on your reality shows, like growing up and maturing and like being the bigger person, you're like on a personal level, like so happy for you as a viewer. You're like, no, yeah, that's when <laughs> it's time to get new people in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> new messy people who like aren't, aren't here to make friends. Are you missing Nini at all this season? I feel like Nini's iconic. I mean, I I want her everywhere always. You know, I'm sort of missing her. I, I didn't think that I would at all. And I'm kind of like, man, I, I don't know. I'm sort of missing the energy. Although, you know, the past few seasons, I feel like she was getting kind of over it. Like mm-hmm. there were, and maybe, maybe it was a mix of things. I know she has said, uh, you know, certain episodes, they would leave her out and stuff like that. But I miss... I miss a little bit of the Nini presence, to be honest. I do. Yeah, I've watched like some early Atlanta and quarantine, and it's just like ten so out of good. ten. Yeah. Her one-liners are so fucking funny. Like, and I and I think yeah, I mean Nini is. I feel like as a housewife, she's had such a journey because she got like big enough that she didn't really need the show, and she was like booking acting roles, and then she like was on the show, and it's just always been kind of a. It, yeah, it's like. We need her, and yet she doesn't really like being on the show anymore. It's also weird that they don't even flash back to her. If we look at something like Orange County, when every episode or every other episode we're getting like Tamara flashbacks and stuff, mm. or on New York when they acknowledge that Bethany left the show, right. it's like interesting to me. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff, and I know Nini has been in the press saying things and uh, about the network, but it's interesting that they've just sort of moved on. Yeah, I, I think that's tricky because when you have housewives like everyone you just listed who are clearly like such a fixture on that franchise, 
I think it's really hard not to sort of bring them up like organically because they've been a part of this group's story for so long, you know? Right. Right. Any other final thoughts about Atlanta in general? Uh, well, I'm really looking forward to, you know, the stripper of it all. Me too. I know. And I don't know if we're getting that next week. It looks like it's going to start next or I don't know. Are we getting a week off for the Super Bowl? Oh, I, we probably will. Boo. Stupid sports. Sports. <laughs> Who's doing halftime this year again? Oh, I don't. Oh, it's the weekend. I don't think they should be allowed to have non-women do, doing the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm only interested in a diva. I, I, I'm, I was going to say, I'm literally always bored during halftime unless it's a diva. Like, it's disgusting to me because, first of all, we have to watch sports for so long. And the people who don't like the sports, like, they don't really want... I believe that 90% of the people who aren't interested in the football game... Mm-hmm. are also not interested in acts like The Weeknd, which I like The Weeknd's music just fine. Me too. I yeah. have a lot of it. I like it. Enjoy it. But I want to see a show on the halftime show. I want to see a, a diva in costumes. Yes. I want to see Lady Gaga doing the hits. I want to see Beyonce running around that field and dancing in formation. Like, I want to see that. Yeah. I want sparkles. I want extensions. I want like amazing, like thigh high boots. I want dancing, all of it. I want guest backup appearances, dancers. Guest, appearances guest appearances from Missy Elliott. I want to see. Oh, uh, please. Uh, yeah. 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 Do you remember the year that like it was, it was either just Adam Levine or it was Maroon 5 and like he literally just like ripped his fucking shirt off and like gyrated with his like sweaty tattoos. And I was just like, ugh. It's so lazy. And then everyone was like, oh, look how hot Adam Levine is. Yeah. But then meanwhile, people are still like dragging Janet Jackson for like for like her nip slip that like Justin Timberlake was absolutely a part of. So like, get the fuck I out know. of here. He, he And he can't be an ally until he officially apologizes to Janet. Yes. There's no allyship. Justice for Janet. Justice for Janet. Did you see that? They're going to be, there's going to be a Britney documentary on Hulu, I think. It's written in my day planner. I like, I'm going to get like a nice bottle of wine for it. I'm so excited. You know that we started the show talking about that Wendy Williams weekend Mm -hmm. event. And I truly felt so at peace just having four hours of something that I enjoyed watching. It feels like it's been a while since I've had that. I know some people are going to experience that next week with the Super Bowl, whatever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but whatever. I missed having something because I don't know. A lot of stuff is just not impressing me. Maybe that's where I'm at in quarantine. Mm-hmm. You're at a place of Shania that don't impress me don't much. Imp- so you think that you're don't. Brad Pitt? Okay. So you think you're a rocket scientist? Did I tell you about the time when I got kicked out of a Shania Twain concert in Vegas? so i went you know how she was performing she had a residency in vegas yeah so my whole family we all got tickets like we went my my brother and his now wife and my parents were there i don't think my other brother was there but we were and and matt was there and those vegas concerts speaking of divas like i love them like i love to see mariah celine britney Mm -hmm. in vegas and so we got tickets to shania we were pretty far back like i don't know how we got the tickets somebody had offered them or whatever. And of course, when you're going to concert like that, you have like a bunch of vodka sodas before you go to the show. Obviously. So we get there and I sit down and Shania Twain's on stage singing that don't impress me much. So like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to stand up and sing along with her. Like I'm at a Shania Twain concert. Hello in Vegas, in Vegas, but those Vegas concerts, it's all like 
people from the casinos who their wives like drag their husbands to go to see Mm -hmm. these shows so that they get out of the casino and don't gamble for an hour. Mm -hmm. But so they're not Shania fans. Well, I'm a Shania (gasps) twan. What was a twan? I was going to say I'm a Shania twan. I love that. (laughs) Um, But so I stood up and I was like singing and dancing like you should. Keep in mind, this wasn't like she was singing from this moment on. Which, no. Even if she was, I still think I would have been within my rights to stand up and sway a little bit. I think so. But this was either Don't Impress Me Much or Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Like a high energy Shania song, like a bop. Right. And so the guy behind me is like, can you sit down? And like, can you stand up? Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? This is a Shania Twain concert. And so I like sit down, but then I'm still kind of like going like this. They call the security and make me leave the venue. And then I, they let me come back or they had to like walk me out to tell me to like sit down or something. But I'm like, this is a fucking Shania Twain concert. What the fuck? You know who disgusting. that would never, what show that would never happen at would be a Countess Luann show. And I know this because you and I got wasted at Countess and Friends a couple of years ago and they encouraged us to drink doubles. Right. The only time you're sitting at a Countess Luann concert is when you can't stand because you're physically unable after all of yeah. the alcohol. Yeah. Like your knees give out because you're too wasted. <laughs> all I remember is literally like talking to you the whole time and then like looking up at the stage and seeing Luann playing the bongos in a gown. Also, don't we have footage from like the cab afterwards where we're singing Mariah Carey Christmas and it's, uh-huh. it's like and I literally July. Every year on your birthday. Every it's, year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like July. Uh, one of my favorite moments that I don't I, remember. You know, Christmas has passed. I miss it terribly. And I love, I do, I've always done this with my friends like i love playing mariah's holiday album not at christmas season when you're with a group of friends nothing amps up the energy like mm-hmm. playing all i want for christmas in the middle of summer um my brother got married in september i made the whole dance floor like the reception we had to listen to the like, almost the whole album hannah because i was the best man i was like we're playing it <laughs> hey i love that i bet everyone had an amazing time <laughs> the dj didn't have it and i was like i got a i got an auxiliary cord let's go Oh my gosh. There was, I love befriending a DJ at a wedding and being like, so could you like put this song on? Unless the DJ is like, hey, the bride and groom were like adamant that I don't deviate from their playlist. So no, but like, I appreciate you for trying. And then I'm like, that's okay. I much prefer a DJ than live music. I don't want live music. Like I want to hear the album cut and I want to be able to, uh, the DJ needs to be able to play all that stuff at random. And when you have a live band and the wedding party's drunk and requesting them to play NSYNC's Bye 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 and they don't know it, like, it's not a good thing. Yeah, or like, hey, do you know the song Eye to Eye by Powerline? Like, can you please play that? And they're like, what? And I'm like, I can't with you. For anyone out there, I recommend a DJ and bring an extra auxiliary cord just Mm -hmm. in case you're missing a song. For Uh late at night, when you're on that dance floor and you want to hear Don't Be Tardy, you need to be able to play it. Oh my gosh. I that you're doing everyone a favor at that point. You're like, play, don't be tardy. I know. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Turn it up. I miss I miss wedding receptions, even though I normally hate them. I think I just miss being around people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Me too. I feel, like so da- I feel so dour at this episode of <laughs> everything iconic. It's because Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, yeah. You told me. I've been very clumsy lately. You said I got to wait till how long for it to be over? I believe a month. So everyone just hunker down, protect your energy because Mercury is in retrograde. Ugh. Hannah, anything else we, we want to talk about? Force our listeners to talk about right now. <laughs> You know, not off the top of my head, but if I think of anything, I'll let you know. Uh, Tell people where they can find you on social media and your podcast, girly. Uh, Thank you so much, boy. (laughs) You can call me girly. Okay. Thank you so much, girly. Um, Thank you for having me on. This is always just such a pleasure, such a joy. And y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Check out my podcast, Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. And if you like Gossip Girl, my friend Tyler Meredith and I also um, host a Gossip Girl podcast called You Know You Love Us. So, And who doesn't love Gossip Girl? Who doesn't? Uh, where are you guys at in the series? So you're recapping the episodes. So we just finished season one and no promises, wink, wink, but uh, stay tuned. Uh, secret is projects. Army Hammer in season one? I don't recall him being in season one, but if okay. I miss that, then no, that's he, news. He's like a character, but I maybe it comes in later. But Sebastian I was watching... stands in it. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's a cutie. Is he gay in real life? I don't I, know. I don't know. He's very handsome. Who's to say? Um, yeah, you know, everyone's, I don't know what I'm saying. Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hannah, I love you. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Uh, you guys, if you want to support this podcast, speaking of recapping a show, I'm recapping Sex in the City. Hannah, yes. oh, did you see there? Okay, so they're doing the Sex in the City reboot. And did you see that they're going to address COVID in it? I don't, don't want I don't want to see that. I really don't. No one wants to see that. I mean, no I don't know. I, Sarah Jessica Parker said, like, we're going to be dr- addressing COVID. And it's like, um, we better not be. Like, I'm not interested in seeing Samantha get COVID. And that's why she's not there. Oh, my God. I'm not interested in seeing, like, Carrie, like, try and, like, style up a mask. Hey, there's with, like, Jake a little... behind you. Hey, Jake. Hey, hey, there's Jake. Danny says hi. Jake says, hi, Danny. Hi, um, I'm not interested in watching Carrie like merchandise up her COVID mask with like a chain and like a matching pair of shoes. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a Gucci mask. Do you follow Jimmy Fowley on, do you know Jimmy Fowley? He's a hilarious comedian, but he, he did a, a sex in the city in 2020. So he did this like YouTube of Carrie Bradshaw. He plays Carrie Bradshaw 
as Kerry in 2020. So the, he just wrapped it, but you could check him up out on YouTube or his Instagram, <sighs> Jimmy Fowley. And it's so fucking funny, but it, it deals with like, it's like Carrie dealing with lockdown and like all of these things. And I love that. So funny, but yeah, check this out. Check it out. Um, what else? Oh, everything iconic dot store. You can get all that stuff. And I mentioned sex in the city because I'm recapping it for Patreon, which is patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. And I do one a month. Thank you all for listening to everything iconic. We'll be back later this week with recaps. And I, I believe I might be off next Monday because of the Super Bowl. I don't know if this will air. So everyone just subscribe and stay tuned. You'll figure it out. You'll see. Love it. <laughs> Love you, Hannah. Love Bye. you. Bye.